All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It is playoff time. The inaugural version of the... Wow, this isn't even an LTL postgame show. This is an LTL preview show. Uh, I don't... Did we do that for the playoffs in 2020? Don't think so. I don't think so either. No. So... <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's playoff time, baby. I'm Dan here with Steven. This is uh, the Browns LOTL preview show, playoff preview show. Uh, as you can tell, I don't really have a voice. Uh, it's very hoarse. So I'm going to try and get through this show best I can. Um, and we're going to talk about it. The Browns finished the season 11-6 and six with a... Uh, who gives a crap loss to the Cincinnati Bengals uh, week 18. They lost 31 to 14, played absolutely nobody. And uh, we are gearing up for super wild card weekend. The Browns are the lid lifter Browns at Texans Saturday at four 30. And we are going to get into it. We are going to give a preview. We are going to give our predictions and we are also going to go around the NFL, and we are going to give our predictions for all of Super Wild Card Weekend. So, hello, everybody. Once again, I'm Dan here with Steven. Steve, how are we doing? Great to be with you on a Tuesday night here. Uh, and between you know what that means. The Browns uh, playing a meaningless, <laughs> a meaningless game on Sunday and Dan being on the pup list that day. You know, yeah. uh, we're here now, and uh, definitely willing to break this thing down here. We The bracket is set. Uh, all 14 game, fourteen teams are in the bracket, and we're going to go through all the games, of course, starting, of course, with Browns-Texans, which is the first game uh, Saturday afternoon at 4.30. And there's a little bit of controversy off the field here because – and the antagonist has nothing to do with the players, has nothing to do with coaches or anything like that. It's uh, – the antagonists in this fight are DirecTV and Tegna, oh. the owner of WKYC Channel yeah. 3 – who have been mired in a contract dispute for well over a month now. Uh, Channel 3 went dark on November 30th, if you are on AT&T U-verse or DirecTV. And I'm sorry to say that if you are one of those people, you basically either got to go to a friend's house, you got to go to a bar, you got to go buy an antenna, or you got to subscribe to Peacock. Those are basically your options, because I don't see this getting resolved by Saturday. These people suck. Yeah, well, I mean, <coughs> I, so be happy if you have Spectrum or some other service and you're not dealing with this. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't deal with this issue because I, I, I haven't had cable for five years. I don't know very many people who still do have cable. Do you still have cable, cable or satellite? You? Well, do you have satellite, cable? yeah, oh, direct TV. Yeah, uh, I I do not have that anymore, so I do not have that problem. I also have Peacock, so I will be watching the game on Saturday. Saturday. Excellent. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, uh, I just, these things are all so stupid with the cable providers and the channels, like, ooh, like grandstanding. Oh, yeah, okay, well, you're just not going to get our channel if you don't uh, agree to our terms. Like, 
come on, the only people that get hurt in this situation are the are the are your customers, right? And a lot of this stuff is reasons why, among others, that people are cutting the cord with cable, and I it's got to be, it has to be at an all-time low people who actually have cable yeah cable or or even satellite providers yeah yeah it's a situation where the tv industry has morphed it's changed it's gone to a you know pay-as-you-go you know buffet style model with you know peacock and paramount plus and all these you know stream netflix yeah people do want people do want to want to watch uh like normal channels or cable channels whatever are using streaming services now like YouTube TV, Sling, like stuff like that. Like people just don't want to pay the exorbitant fees there are with cable. Yeah, I don't blame them, especially when you have situations like this where you could lose your channels anyway. It's just it's just it's yeah. just trash, quite frankly. I mean, I work in contract management for Metro Health and it's like our end users are patients, so like we don't have the, the time or the ability to just grandstand like this like yeah. I, I don't know what they're do- like what have they been doing since december 1st like it's just know. it's ridiculous but be that as it may i just had to throw that out there because a lot of people are unfortunately wondering how they can actually watch this game if they have one of these two providers and really it is just a case of find somebody who has another network or subscribe to peacock so yeah and i'm pr- there you I, go I'm, I'm almost positive you could get it like uh, peacock has like a like a seven day free trial or something or whatever so just, that would be highly convenient for them do to do. Hey, folks at Peacock and NBC, <clears throat> do that right about now because you will get a ton of subscribers from Cleveland if you or, do. Or, I mean, really, are you going to complain about spending five dollars to get Peacock to watch the game? I mean, come on. I mean, for that price, no. I mean, I wouldn't. But yeah, you, you know, already, a lot of people out there might. I don't know. You already get jerked around for probably two hundred dollars a month in, in fees when for cable. I mean. Just cut the cord and one hundred twenty-seven dollars a month. Well, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can't go without Baby First TV in our house. That's like our number one channel. So that's worth one hundred twenty-seven dollars a month. Uh, when you have a really unhappy two-year-old, yeah. There's no other way you can get that. No, I mean we. So I mean, we could get the Baby First app, I suppose, but you have to pay for that too. So. I mean, it, it, but it goes to show you, like, do you pay it for the one big bundle or do you just, you know, pay the, you know, one and, two, you know, onesie twosie with all the streaming services? But, you know, I guess. At the, least that the, way you, you get what you want as far as paying for it. It's true. Anyway. Anyhow. Yeah. To the game itself and to the venue, by the way, have they swept up Michigan's confetti yet at Ugh. NRG Stadium? Michigan, of course, you know, it's very, the it, college football player listen, national championship. It's very convenient. It's very convenient that Michigan won their national championship in Houston, the land of the cheaters. <laughs> cheating football program, <laughs> cheating professional basketball team, all in or professional baseball team, all in one city. Yeah. Shout Highly out. appropriate. Shout out Jordan Gonzalez. I, I I tried to get him on the show today. He had uh apparently had prior commitments. So hmm. but uh Hopefully he comes on post-game after the Browns win. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't want him on anyway. Sorry, Jordan. (laughs) Savage. Yeah. So anyway, the game itself, the players, the coaches, what's their mindset right now? I mean, the Browns weren't so good on the road for the majority of the season, but their last, like, legit road game, they went to Houston, and they beat the crap out of the Texans that day. Yeah. 
So they got to be feeling pretty good about that, knowing that they had just done that. Now, throw an asterisk by that because C.J. Stroud didn't play that day, but even so, offensively, I don't think it would have mattered if C.J. Stroud played. The offense was unbelievable that day. Does C.J. Stroud make a 36-point difference? Uh, No. Because uh, you you look at the box score and it says 36 to 22, but... The Texans scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter after the Browns had pulled all their starters, and the only touchdown they got while the game was actually going on was a punt return for touch or a kick return for touchdown. Houston's offense did not score when the Browns' number one uh, starting defense uh, was on the field. The Browns' defense finally played like they do at home. They had yeah. one of those games on the road, and that was extremely encouraging. And listen, I. Yeah. That's to take nothing away from C.J. Stroud. I think he's been incredible. I am on record saying that uh, the Carolina Panthers are effing morons for not taking him number one in the draft. <laughs> you know, what's funny is uh, if you go back to last year, the, pounding. The, Texans, the Texans were in the driver's seat to get the number one pick, and they had a miraculous comeback on the last game of the season and won their last game of the season to knock themselves out of drafting first overall. And they ended up with the best the best quarterback anyway. So they ex- lucked out extremely well. And C.J. Stroud is the deserved, or is going to be the deserved NFL Rookie of the Year. The guy's been awesome. Just no two ways about it and he was great last week um on Saturday when they played the de facto AFC championship AFC South championship game because well we'll get to it but Jacksonville is a bunch of choking dogs man oh man um bad and Stroud played very well so it's obviously I mean you got to throw out the game that from Christmas Eve when the Browns just went in there and just absolutely de-pantsed the Texans. Um, but, I mean, you talked about you talk about mindset. I think the Browns are playing with a nothing-to-lose mentality. With all the injuries and everything that, that has happened this year, nobody has expected the Browns to be there, to be where we are right now. And quite frankly... Uh, because of the baggage and the aura surrounding the uh, original starting quarterback this season, a lot of people, I feel like, were openly rooting for the Browns to fail. And here they are, 11-6. and six. I'm throwing out the game against Cincinnati. They're, they're pretty much the hottest team in football right now. 11-5 and five asterisk. Yeah, yeah. I what mean, I mean is they're they're they've they won four games in a row going into that. They're pretty much the hottest team in football. I mean, you could you could argue a few others. I mean, <coughs> right off the top of my head, Buffalo probably sticks out. They've won their last five games coming in. Very true. You know, very true. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, the Browns four legit in a row. I mean, I, who else? I mean, Detroit's playing really well on the NFC side. Baltimore, the Rams are playing very well. The Rams, Baltimore, and there are some juicy ass matchups in this wild card weekend, man. Yeah, which we'll get into later. But mm-hmm. uh, for the Browns' sake, but they're right up there with those teams. Yeah, they're playing just as well as all those teams are. Right. And now. I gotta say, I wonder. I tried looking this up. I couldn't find it. I wonder what the record is for NFL teams in the playoffs with a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. 
that probably doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So I don't know if you'd have even a big if, sample size. Even if you just take one of those, um, it can't be very good. No, I wouldn't suspect. And again, that's this is not a knock on C.J. Stroud. I think he's really good. What I'm saying is I don't necessarily think that the Texans are very good around him. And they lost their their uh, their other rookie of the year candidate, wide receiver Tank Dell. He's not playing in this game. Nico Collins is. He's been very good. Um, I don't think their offensive line is very good. Uh, I I expect the Browns to feast on their offensive line. Um, you know they have decent. They have a decent mm-hmm. tight end. They have an okay running game. And the run game is not that great. <clears throat> but look. If the Browns defense plays how they played in Houston three weeks ago, defensively, I don't think there's any way that Houston can win this game. Houston needs the Browns defense to play like they usually had played on the road, especially in the first half of the season. And especially on turf when they gave up the 40, uh, 74 points to Indianapolis and L.A. Yeah. In those two games. I mean, obviously, if we have a situation like the funny thing is that the Browns actually won one of those games, incredibly enough. Right. Indy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, listen, I I fully expect the Browns to win this game. I think right now the Browns are a three-point favorite. It's interesting. It opened at Browns minus one and a half, and I think it's grown to three now. Um, it was up as high as three and a half and has actually settled just a little bit since then. Um, yeah, ESPN bet is listing at minus two and a half. FanDuel is listing at minus three. Yeah, at the moment. <clears throat> so I think it's fair. Yeah, I think that's probably right where it. Listen, it's it. Listen, playoff games very rarely end in blowouts. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough game. I think we are going to be biting our nails and gritting our teeth the entire way. Hmm. I don't think this is going to be a uh, Browns is the Browns twenty twenty playoffs against the Steelers. Uh, game where we get out to a twenty-eight nothing lead. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever see another game like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that was insane. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, I do. I fully expect the Browns to play well. Listen, these are the top two. Uh, these are the top two candidates for NFL Coach of the Year: Kevin Stefanski and D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, and deservedly so. And I think Kevin Stefanski is the Coach of the Year. And Look, I think he's going to have his guys ready to go. And I think the Browns are going to come out. They're going to play well. I think it's going to be close. And I I just see I, I see the Browns I see the Browns winning. What do you think? So I'm going to sound like a flip flopper to some of you here because after the Bears game I said it doesn't matter who the Browns play, they're not going on the road and winning in the playoffs. That was before they trucked Houston on Christmas Eve, and that sort of changed my perspective a little bit. What do you know? Look who we're playing. Right. Do I think this is a for-sure thing? No, I really don't. Uh, I do think that it's, like you said, that it could be very nick and tuck, and it could be one of those situations where, you know, Brown's offense is very turnover-prone, and that that worries the hell out of me, quite frankly. But, uh, yeah, I do look at the Texans' offense, and I see that, I just don't see a lot of real game breakers out there. I mean, they got Dalton Schultz, they got Devin Singletary, but like I, you know, it's Nico Collins. If, if they can keep Nico yeah. Collins in check, 
the Texans are going to be very like, limited as to what they can do. And like you've got Martin Emerson and Denzel Ward out there <coughs> who are both top seven cornerbacks this year. So yeah. like I, you feel pretty good about that. So yep. I mean, my my biggest worry would be that Schultz maybe goes off because we haven't defended tight ends very well this season, a lot of games. But, True. Uh, you know, from that perspective, I mean, it's a good situation for the defense to go out and play. Maybe not as well as they did the last time, but, you know, at least keep the game in the teens, you know, not let it get, you know, too out of hand in terms of points allowed. And, you know, again, the big variable there is will the offense do what they've done so many times and turn the ball over and give the Texans, you know, easy possessions, like inside, maybe inside the red zone or, or worse. Yeah. yeah. But I'll be, I'll be honest with you. If, the Browns' offense doesn't do that at any point in this game. I don't see how they lose, quite yeah. frankly. If you're Houston, you've got to be opportunistic and get those opportunities and cash in when you get them because I can see the Browns go on multiple 75, 80-yard drives in this game. I'm not convinced that the Texans are going to do that. Yeah, I think, especially defensively, if the Browns can limit big plays and force Houston to have to, to meticulously – drive the ball down the field. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. The Browns lead. I believe the Browns lead the league in three and outs on defense. Uh, they're number one in yardage against. So teams are not going on these big, long drives against the Browns and chewing up clock and scoring at the end of these drives. If you're going to get the Browns, it's going to be on sudden change, like you said, if our offense starts turning the ball over and broken plays that's if the browns can if the browns can limit those i think they can win handily now cj Stroud, who knows you know cj Stroud might hit one or two if he hits one or two of those big plays you still might be okay but you can't like you know they can't hit one of those like one a quarter or something like that one other good thing about this matchup the texans give up a lot they, they haven't given a lot up a lot of passing touchdowns but they give up a lot of big plays through the air. Mm. They're one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to that in yeah. terms of yards per attempt, yards per Oh, carry. we saw in the first matchup. Yeah. Well, Mari yeah. Cooper, 265 Mari Cooper yards. freaking field day. You know, he's probably, you know, as soon as he saw Jacksonville lose on Sunday, he was like, oh, man, let's go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. And he'll be going back to Texas. He played for Dallas for a number of years. So he, mm-hmm. he knows the area well. Um, yeah, I. I agree. I I think that uh, the Browns are gonna be are gonna be big play hunting in this game. Um, I think Flacco's gonna try and stay hot. I think he's gonna try and and hit some bombs early. I mean, you look look at it. The last time we played them, we can't really take much of the of that from that game uh, on a defensive standpoint because C.J. Stroud wasn't playing. But that's the same Texans defense that's gonna be out there that we played, and the first play of the game. Joe Flacco goes deep to Amari Cooper uh, and sets up uh, the opening score and just hit him with big play after big play after big play that entire game. What might be a little bit of pause for some is how good the Texans' defense is against the run. But honestly, I don't know that the Browns are going to need to run the ball a whole hell of a lot in this game. They no. they probably just need to mix it in just enough to keep them off balance. You know, when Jerome Ford or Kareem Hunt get their opportunities that they – you know, take advantage of those, or at least at least part of the time, and it'll probably be good enough. Just as how as good as Joe Flacco is throwing the ball, so, four straight games over three hundred yards for Joe Flacco. That's amazing. That's basically the magic number. I, if Joe Flacco gets to three hundred yards passing in this game, the Browns are going to win. 
as long as he's not like giving up pick sixes on the other side or something sure. crazy like that. Sure. Yes, which, I would agree. Which in the last two out of the last four games he has done. He did it against <laughs> Chicago and he did it against the Jets. Good thing about the Jets game was we were already up by like three touchdowns when that happened, so right. it didn't really matter. And it was the Bears and the Jets. The Texans are markedly better than those two teams. Yes, absolutely they are. So, so ultimately prediction time what's the score going to be yeah so i am going to i actually think it's going to be a little wider than you think which is a little surprising given where i was three weeks ago but i'm going to say browns 28 texans 16 okay interesting i wonder if that score got me 28 16 i don't know uh i I do think it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be 27-23. Okay. Yeah. I think it's going to be a situation. Well, the final score I think is going to be uh closer. I I think it's going to be a situation where the Browns might be up uh like 23 to 7 or 27 to 17. Uh, You're thinking garbage time TD for well, the Texans. Well, Texans score and then like have to get onside. They score touchdown. Missed the two-point conversion, trying to make it a three-point game, and then they have to go for an onside kick at the end, and they don't get it. Yeah. So I think the Browns will be in control of that game for the most part. Um, I do think we'll, it'll be a little nerve-wracking because I do think it'll be about a touchdown to a 10-point game throughout, uh, and then the Texans try desperate at the end to uh, to get back into it. But To where you're never really truly comfortable, but... Yeah, you know, if you're a neutral, you're probably thinking, ah, the Texans probably don't have much of a shot here. Yeah, I mean, you if know? you see if you see the game is like twenty four fourteen at the start of the fourth quarter, and you've never watched the Browns play, you probably think, ah, eh, pro- the Browns are going to win. Hmm. But you know, never be too sure of that. No. Yeah. So we both had the Browns winning and covering the spread on this game. Which, if that happens, that will be fantastic. And we will be playing again in divisional playoff weekend. So the interesting thing before we go through all the rest of the games, I just want to talk. You know that there's a scenario that the Browns host a, a divisional round game. Next yeah, week. if if the two other wild card teams win this same yeah. weekend, they if could. Pittsburgh and Miami win along with the Browns, Miami will travel to Lake Erie to play the Browns in what I can. What I can only imagine would be the absolute rocket, most raucous and loud that stadium has ever been. You have no idea how much I would love to see this. Oh my god! That being said, the odds of that are just about nil. Agreed. I mean, Completely. first of all, first of all, Buffalo is playing out their minds right now. That I was literally writing their obituary when they were six and six. I was like, they're they're done. Like, Listen, they, though. Their next game is at Kansas City, too. So I was like, oh, okay, so they're going to fall at six and seven. Like, how is this going to work out? They've won five in a row. Listen, though, I got to say something. They did absolutely nothing to win that game. The Miami Dolphins. turn was what swung the game. Well, that's true. But honestly, because it looked like Miami had that game in control. And then they the, did. The punt and then the punt return happened, and Miami was just like, ah. They're just like frozen. <laughs> Like yeah, after they, that happened. They did nothing the rest of the game. They, after that. I don't even know if they got a first down after that happened. Really? And, Josh and that, Allen was turning the ball over all over the place, and they couldn't win that game at home. 
I mean, that was everything for Miami. They had to win that game because they played so well at home all season. They did not play well on the road, and they did not play well against good teams. Now they got to go on the road and they got to play against a good team. And they're going to get shellacked. Chiefs. I cannot see. What happened the last time they went up to Buffalo? uh, What, the Steelers? No. Oh. Oh, Miami Miami lost by four touchdowns when they played in Buffalo. Yeah, and that's about to happen again. They. Their game against Kansas oh, no, City was in, was in Germany. They that's lost right. that playing, game by a field goal, but still, I, they playing, still lost the game. For whatever reason, I thought they were playing in Buffalo. But that, but that being said, it's very. I know the Chiefs are having trouble, and they've had their various issues, and maybe Taylor Swift has ruined Travis Kelsey and all this, but still, it's ruined my fantasy season, too. Thanks a lot, T-Swift. Hmm. Um, but that being said, I... And I'm a Dolphins homer as well, but I just cannot see Miami walking out of. Isn't it going to be something like single digits in temperature for that game? Is it? That's, I heard that that makes it even worse. Like, yeah, just, they're have <laughs> Kansas. Kansas City is having like an an enormous cold snap come in like this. Well, weekend. they just had a major snowstorm out in Kansas and Missouri. Yeah, and um, the upper Midwest, like you know, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, just to our north. Luckily, we're kind of in the sweet. I'm segueing on the weather here just for a second because you mentioned it. We're getting really lucky today mm-hmm. because out to the west and north of us, they're getting nailed with snow. And down to the south of us, like in the deep south and in Florida, they're getting like severe thunderstorms and tornadoes. I know. Like, but we're right in that Goldilocks zone where it's not. It's 40 not 40 degrees and rain. Right. Yeah. So we got nothing to worry about t- here. I think tomorrow, the, <laughs> tomorrow the high is like 48 or something. <laughs> It's gonna be a balmy forty-eight. It's gonna rain all day, probably. But oh man, you know, yeah, it it's it sucks if you want to see sunshine. I mean, but my backyard is underwater right now. Otherwise, you know, gold star Mother Nature because you're wreaking havoc on like half the country right now. But here, yeah. fine, everything's cool. But Listen, not I, one, I sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying. Well, it's not going to be a good situation for Miami and Kansas City. I, you know, the line is four. That line could be twenty. And I'd be picking Kansas City. Oh, I, I don't know about that. I'm sorry. I don't I know just, about that. What, I, I think they, what does Kansas City beat anybody by 20 this year? I think. And they quite do, frankly, I, I think they do. Quite this frankly, time. they've been horrible against the spread like the last three years. I know, but th- this is this is the layout. What is it? What is the spread currently? If two, it's four according to ESPN. I don't know. What, four. I don't, I don't know what it is for. Yeah, right. Like, all right. I I would have expected <laughs> like seven. It would have been at least that, in my opinion. But like. I would have put it at ten. I still wouldn't put it, but like I would have expected it to be four if the game was in Miami. So yeah, I'm I'm all on the Chiefs in that game for sure, and I'm all on Buffalo against Pittsburgh. Like Pittsburgh might do enough to listen. We just got the game up. okay. I need a second. We just got done talking about how it would be awesome if the Browns uh, would host a playoff game in the next round. Part of that is is Pittsburgh winning in Buffalo. But I'll tell you what, I have talked crap about Buffalo for the last couple years. If you want to get on my all-time never-get-off shit list, (laughs) you lose to that sack of crap football team. With Mason Rudolph playing quarterback. I don't. If that happens, I don't ever want to hear anything about Josh Allen being elite ever again. The guy is already a turnover factory. If you can't beat that Steelers team at home in the playoffs, after you just won like six games in a row to capture the division, if you guys, if you guys even think about losing, when do they play? Sunday. Sunday, one o'clock. Uh, if 
you even if you even think about it. I will be I, I have I have loathed the the bills for the last like three years. I will be I will jump I will jump through a table myself on, on Sunday. <laughs> you have no idea. My dad always talks about how he's like, Oh, I don't know who I hate more, Michigan or Pittsburgh. It's not even a question with me. It's Pittsburgh. I don't care who they play, when they play, where they play. I want that field to blow up. I hate that team. Quite frankly, with how much I dislike both of these teams, I hope we get the scene from Dark Knight Rises when when Heinz, even though it's not at Heinz Field, when Heinz Field just what well, aren't the Bills moving into a new stadium next season? Uh, no, or is not, that the not year for after? Two, not for two or three years. Yeah. Oh man, I was gonna say you could blow up Heinz Stadium years. after this they game. Just, it wouldn't matter. They just broke ground on their new stadium. I think. Um, uh, at the beginning of this season, so they're not moving in there in like two or three years. I can't believe they're building their new stadium in Orchard Park. I cannot believe that. Who in the world builds a state an NFL stadium that far outside of a downtown in and open air too? It's like, it's like you literally the city of Buffalo. Well, it's not the city of Buffalo, like you said, it's Orchard Park. The Bills, unless the NFL just flat out told them. I don't care where you put it. If it's a dome, you're never getting a Super Bowl in Buffalo. <laughs> like, that's the only explanation why a cold-weather city in 2024 building a new stadium would build an open-air stadium outside of their downtown metropolis or whatever you call it. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Go, uh, no, no, uh, as the great Chris Berman says, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. For betting purposes, I will say the Steelers will cover the 10. Let's go, Buffalo. Steelers will do just enough to muck it up to, to where like the Bills will win by like. You know, eight. this game is great for me because either either the Steelers lose, which would be fantastic, or I get to hate the Bills for the rest of my life. All you have to do is there lose to my arch rival in the playoffs, in the playoffs at, home. at home in a game where you're favored by double digits. It's worth noting that since <sighs> we expanded from wild card weekend to super wild card weekend, that no number two seed has lost to the number seven seed. Thanks for so, that, Jinx. Signed all I mean, Bills fans across the world. And speaking of number two seeds, the Cowboys are playing against the Packers. Okay, one of these two two seeds is losing this weekend. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> it's either because Pittsburgh, I'm hoping it's not Buffalo. Unless it's, if it's, it's either because Pittsburgh. It's either it's either yeah. Oh right. The worst would be if Pittsburgh won and Miami. We'll lost. know by late Saturday night if that's possible because if, Dolphins Chiefs is at eight fifteen on. on that Saturday would be night. the worst because at least you know if Pittsburgh wins after Miami had already won and we won, I could be like okay sweet we get a home game in the playoffs. Right. If we. Obviously, this is all predicated on us winning. On the Browns winning, which we'll know about that, too, because we play 4-30. But let's just say we win. If Miami loses and then Pittsburgh wins, boy, I am not going to be a fun guy to be around. Oh, I hate the Steelers. Even when they lose, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyhow, so Dallas versus Green Bay. Green Bay is the youngest team in the NFL. This is my... This yeah. is my upset special of the week. They're ultimately playing with house money, and it's worth noting the last time Green Bay played at Dallas in the playoffs, and Dallas was the number one seed. Green Bay won. Well, so. I mean, yeah, they did have Aaron Rodgers. So, but I will say Jordan Love is playing very well, and the Packers are a very hot team right now. They're playing really well. 
Um, and we all – I don't care that, that – Won five of their last seven games. I don't care that Dallas is – Six eight, of their last eight, actually. Do not care that Dallas is 8-0 at home this year. Dallas will choke when it matters most. You can set your alarm to it. You can set your watch to it. It's going to happen. Man, I'd like to think that Dallas would go down this week, but they've been, as you said, they've been so dominant on their home field. Now, granted, they should have lost their last game at home. They have got extremely fortunate Oh yeah, because of the whole Lions. Did they report the correct receiver as eligible or not? I mean, if you look at the tape, it looked like the guy walked up to the – I mean, I don't know what happened, but, like, e- either way, that's the reason why the Lions are the three seed and the, not the two seed, but, like, that could be significant next round if both teams end up winning on Sunday. But uh, it be as it may. It's my upset special of the week. I don't know. I, I I guess this is the one more opposite. I see Dallas winning and covering. Green Bay is plus 295 on the money line. Oh, that is looking appetizing right I now. I mean, that's a that's 3-1 to one odds. If you, if you think Green Bay is going to win, you might as well play that. I mean. Either, I definitely think they're covering. In either case. I don't know. I just don't know that Green Bay's defense can hold the Cowboys to under 30 points. I think their Green Bay's offense is going to have a hard time keeping up with that. But that's just, I don't know. That's just my dumb opinion. I'm certainly no Dallas homer, that's for sure. So, anyway, moving on to Sunday night. What an appetizing. But this, in my opinion, is the this best This is the game of the of, entire of, week. Yes. The Detroit Lions, 12 and 5. <laughs> Been playing very well all season, going up against the Rams, who have been playing outside their minds over the last and month. Matt extended. Stafford goes back to Detroit. Jared Goff playing against his former team as well. Like this is how often is it that you have two quarterbacks who play the majority of their careers, and then they later play a home, literally play got, a playoff game against the teams they played against. Literally got traded for each other. The teams they played for, and are me. and are still on the same teams they got traded to. That's unreal. Yeah, that this matchup would happen, and nothing would surprise me in this game. I mean, it it's very hard to pick against either one of these teams, quite frankly, the way they're playing coming in. Uh, yeah i boy. I would love to see the Lions win. I just I, I don't I don't see it happening. I'm going with the Rams on the money line in this one. Yeah, I'm going Rams too. Stafford is all the way back, and the last time he he was fully healthy, they won the Super Bowl. They have the they have the NFC Rookie of the Year on offense in Puka Nakua, uh, Cooper Cup, who's been up and down this year. Uh, they have Kyron Williams, who is another uh, NFC Rookie of the Year candidate. I mean, they have two on the same offense. Uh, their O line is playing well. Their defense is playing well. Listen, I I love the story of Detroit. I am so happy for their fans that they are in the playoffs and they get. The, you don't know how you don't know how jealous I am the fact that they are in the playoffs and they are hosting a divisional game or a, a wild card game after winning their division. That is awesome. If I was a Lions fan and I saw the final matchup when the playoffs were officially uh, sorted out, I would have been like, "Son of a bitch!" Yeah, really. I mean. Because you've got three other teams on the NFC, well, maybe two, where you say they're either not playing well or you just think they don't have the goods to make a deep run. And, I mean, yeah. we haven't mentioned the last matchup yet. We'll get There's to that two in a second. There's two of those teams right there. Right. Just... right. Like, this game between the Rams and Lions, like, these teams don't deserve to be playing each other as, as I well think, as they're playing. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think I would rather play, if I was a, if I was a Lions fan, 
I would rather be playing any other team in the NFC playoffs than the Rams right now. Other than San Fran, obviously. Well, yeah, they're well, they're which, on a bye. Which they're on a bye. Yeah, in wild yeah. Card. Other than that, yeah. I mean, you could certainly. I mean, even the Cowboys have. But the but with the Cowboys, yeah. you're getting them at home. The Cowboys are not the same team on the road. You know, they've lost two of their last four. They were lucky <laughs> to win one of those two games. Yeah. So like, yeah. And again, the track record of Dallas in the playoffs not good. No, it's not. And in the Dak Prescott, era, Mike McCarthy era, it's worth noting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you know Philly is in an absolute nosedive. Tampa Bay is not that good. I cannot believe the NFL made this game the Monday night game. I'm shocked that, yeah. they, that they made that choice. I thought for sure this would be the Peacock game on, on Saturday night. They would try to hide this game from everyone else. We're talking about Philadelphia versus Tampa Bay. Instead, they, they decided to put this game in. I mean, argue, in my opinion, the, the primo time slot is 430 on Sunday. But then after that, Monday night is probably the next best. If you want to really yeah, you... showcase your game. And you've got an Eagles team that has lost five of their last six. That Their last two games, they, they got look... beat by Arizona and the New York Giants. Arizona at home. Yeah, they gave up 35. They gave up four touchdowns in the second half. And and, 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 and the game, the last game of the year against the Giants, which you would think, you look at that you look at that box score and you're like, oh, last game of the year, that, probably, that game probably didn't mean anything. No, it did. Did for a while until the... Cowboys yeah, pulled until, away on the Commanders in the second half. Right, but yeah, I mean, it was the Giants were up by three touchdowns at halftime, and I, you know, I wonder if the Eagles got spooked because they saw DeAndre Swift and AJ Brown go down in the first half, and they basically just said, "All right, we're just forget it." But like, still, not a good look. I mean, they were ten and one, and they looked like the best team in the whole league. They had just beaten Kansas City to go ten and one, and since then it has just gone all gone awry for Philly. Yeah, and they, and, yeah, ah, oh, boy. I mean, their fans, basically, their fan base is either extremely disillusioned and shocked or angry to the point where they want to blow up the entire organization for the <laughs> season. Like, it's it's gotten that, I mean, that's just the way they are. Like, they're, I mean, they were booing even when they won on Christmas. Like, it's, they are not happy. But here's the other thing, Tampa. Tampa is a Jekyll and Hyde team. They have had some games Agreed. recently where they've played extremely good, and then they've had a couple others where it's just like, huh, what's going on here? Like, they didn't even score against New Orleans until the fourth quarter, I don't think, um, on New Year's Eve. That was pretty bizarre. Their, offen- now, their offense has been bad in so, the last few weeks. Their defense has been playing It's either really been great well. or terrible. Like, Baker Mayfield came out with the Green Bay, who – yeah, it was playing really well. One of their losses down the stretch was to Tampa. It was at home, which yeah. made no sense. Baker threw for four touchdowns, no picks that day. Next week he goes to New or- against New Orleans and just yaks it up. You know, they are an impossible team to trust, basically. You know? Yeah. So this this has the potential to be – I mean, I don't want to speculate too much on this, but there is the potential that this could be one of the worst-played NFL playoff games we've seen in a long time. <laughs> It, it could be. It could be two teams falling over each other trying to lose the game. I mean, what has happened to the Eagles' defense? I don't get it. They they just stink. They look horrible. Their secondary is getting torched big play after big. Terod Taylor torched them. Yeah. Crazy. Kyler Murray was it was like men like against boys pretty much, which is hilarious because he's like five eight. Yeah, it's just wild. 
Should I be concerned that somebody from Irvine, California is trying to call me right now? Oh, you know what? This actually might be really important. This is about Matthew's bachelor party. Oh. <laughs> I have to take this. No, go ahead. Sorry, guys. <coughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how these matchups plays out. There, there are several matchups this weekend that are going to be really good. And I think, let's see, I've got the Browns. This is just straight up. This isn't against the spread. I've got the Browns, Chiefs, and Bills, which would mean that we would be going to Baltimore uh, for divisional round. Flacco back in Baltimore. Script is there. And then in the NFC, well, in the divisional round in the AFC, it would be Browns, uh, Browns, Baltimore, Chiefs at Bills. Browns at Baltimore, Chiefs and Bills would be your AFC divisional matchups. Uh, and then I've got Green Bay, L.A., and Tampa. I pick. I I'm picking all of the underdogs in the NFC wild card. I'm going chalk in the AFC. I'm going all underdog in the NFC. Based I, on the spreads, I find it pretty amazing that Philly is favored. Quite frankly, it makes me think that it's the Vegas... way they're it's the way they're playing, and they have they're they're now starting to accumulate a lot of injuries right at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, it, is is AJ Brown going to play? I don't think so. Is uh, Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts is going to play, but he dislocated his middle finger on his throwing hand that's, during the game. That's not good, right? Is De- DeAndre Swift is he going to play? He didn't play in the last game of the year. Yeah, and they and they just keep getting torched on defense. They've got major major problems. Yeah, it's just it's it makes me think that Vegas must be thinking that they're going to flip the switch and everything's going to be back. Must and, be, and that they're going to win. And by making the line so like Philly by three, that they're <sighs> they're trying to get a lot of people sucked into betting on Tampa. Yeah, I that that must that's my only explanation. Like that just it doesn't make sense to me. Which they're going to get me hook line and sinker. I. Not that I think Tampa's any good. I just there's so much negative going on with the Eagles right now. I just I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I didn't give my prediction on this. Actually, I didn't give my prediction on the last two games. I well, no, I did say the Rams were going to beat the Lions. I don't know. I just Tampa. I don't know. They've been an impossible team for me to bet on this season too. Here's like, basically what for I, me what it boils down to. If we get good Baker, they're going to beat the Eagles. Yes. Bad Baker, I would agree. they're going to lose, probably. Well, your brother Anthony's going to like this prediction. I think it's going to be bad Baker on Monday night. Of course. I, you can't go against your beloved Eagles. I'm I'm not going to do it. I, it I, you know, and there's a really good reason for me, too, but I'm I'm not going to do it. If they were playing against the Rams or the Lions, I don't think there's any chance they'd beat them. But Tampa, yeah, I could see Tampa screwing up just as much and losing. Yeah, so. I mean, I I don't... Yeah, it's... <clears throat> this game's an enigma to me. I, I have no idea. So... So, looking at my bracket here, I went with all chalk in the AFC... Well, no. I, I've... Well, all the teams with the better records winning. So, it would be the Browns going to Baltimore. It would be the Chiefs going to Buffalo. 
On the NFC side, yeah, that's chalk. That's chalk, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. On the NFC side, virtually the same thing. You've got the it would be the Eagles going to San Francisco, and it would be the Lions going to Dallas in the next round. So, wait, I thought you picked the Rams. Oh, the Rams. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's right. <laughs> okay, so check that. It would be the Rams. So you'd going have to, you'd have the Rams going. You'd to have the Rams. Eagles going it would to be the Dallas. Eagles going to Dallas. Wow. You'd have two divisional matchups in the yeah in the divisional round, and I'll tell you what: if that turns out to be the scenario, that might be the hardest possible scenario for the 49ers. because yeah, I ha- the yeah. Rams are like the only. T- it goes back to a couple of seasons ago, the NFC Championship. 49ers had the Rams down in the fourth quarter, and they blew it. You know, yeah. they, they yeah. don't have the greatest history against LA, so. And I have. How crazy is this? I have the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are the division winners of the worst division of football, are going to get two home games. Oh my God! Yeah, you do, because <laughs> they'd be hosting the Rams. Yep. And the Packers would be going to San Fran. Yep. Talk about a historical NFC uh, playoff matchup: Packers and Forty ers and then Rams and Bucks, who would reignite the uh, game two years ago, which basically retired Tom Brady. The uh, game the Rams had the huge lead, and then they nearly gacked it away. And and then, remember, Stafford hit that 50-yard bomb like with a minute left? He goes running, sprinting down the field, and, and say, we need to spike the ball, we need to spike the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I have I have absolute chaos in the NFC, and I have chalk in the AFC. I guess that would lead to probably a very boring next two rounds in the NFC where San Fran waltzes to the Super Bowl, whereas on the other side it would be much more interesting. Perhaps? I don't know, man. I, I don't know about waltzing in the Super Bowl. That game against the Rams, that, that would be a dogfight. You're thinking the Rams would go to the, to the, to the NFC Championship then. They would beat Tampa. I'm, I, that'd be a pretty yeah. safe assumption. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think I just think Stafford's healthy, and that team is that team is so good when Stafford is healthy and he is rolling. So, yeah, I, I that's where I think it's going. So, based on your picks, your big storyline coming out of this weekend would be Dallas falls on their face again. That would be the storyline that the whole national media would be going with again, yeah. which. You know, they'd be all just looking around, be like, "Oh my God, how did that happen again?" Well, duh. Yeah, they're the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, and the it? other one, the other one would be Flacco's going back to Baltimore to break their hearts. Well, yes, I mean that that will get played for sure as well. Yeah, um, I'm thinking the Dallas story would probably be bigger early in the week, and then of as, we, it would. as yeah. we get that's you know, more the more toward, more toward game time. <laughs> yeah, you know, for the divisional round, you'd certainly see it swing more to that, you know, Flacco going back to Baltimore storyline. Yeah. Um, for me, based on my choices, I'm thinking the two big storylines would probably be, you know, Stafford does in the Lions or possibly Eagles back question mark. Mm. But okay. that probably wouldn't have much staying power. I mean, Good God, you put the Eagles away there all right now going up against the Niners in San Fran. Oh, my goodness, that would be yeah. ugly. Gee whiz. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> Although I will say uh, the the 
49ers performance against the Ravens uh, kind of took me back a bit to where I was basically under the assumption that, that San Francisco is going to steamroll to the Super Bowl championship. I still think that they're – listen, I, I do think that, that if they do end up facing the Rams in the NFC championship, I do think that'll be a dogfight. I do think the, the 49ers will prevail in that game if once we get that point. But it's like – Basically, that that Ravens game again, that Forty Nine ers Ravens game was essentially Rocky Four, where uh, Drago, where Rocky cuts Drago, and uh, they're like, "You see, he's not a machine; he's a man." That's basically how I view the Forty Nine ers right now. They they got cut in that game, and everybody realizes that they're just not. They're still, to me, the prohibitive favorite to win the Super Bowl, but they're not the like machine that they're not the you know train that won't be stopped basically the Niners to their credit they have an easier road 100% they the have N- a much easier NFL's, road the NFC stinks because this year with, in the playoffs. with Philly's demise there's really not another team out there I know that the the media is trying to hype up Dallas but like I'm sorry Dallas is not beating Sam Fran no like the Rams would have an easier shot at it. I even think the Lions would have a better shot at it than Dallas, but I still couldn't see Detroit doing it. With, with Baltimore, who has been playing unbelievable, the problem for Baltimore is that they're going to have to go through three really good teams to win the Super Bowl. They're going to have to go through, at the way we see it, probably the Browns, mm-hmm. either the Chiefs or the Bills, mm-hmm. and then probably the 49ers, unless there's an upset on the NFC side. Yeah, That's... A gauntlet. Yeah. If they do it, oh well. You know, then they deserve that they're you know, they're they're the top team, whatever. But like it's it's a much more difficult road for them than it would be for San Fran. What I so, will say, and I agree with you, obviously the AFC is much more of a gauntlet. Look, I'm not gonna get my hopes up to think that the Browns could actually win the Super Bowl. But I think the Browns can actually win the Super Bowl. Listen, if they're there is listen, a, there is if a they, chance. If they get there and they're matched up against San Francisco, obviously they're going to be heavy underdogs. But look, will they really be though, given that they beat them the first time? Yeah, because I mean that that I don't know. With PJ Walker playing quarterback? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how much stock I would put it. That game was what, week five? October. I mean that you'd be going on four months since that game had happened, like almost an entire season, basically. I don't know. I don't even know if I would I would put much stock in what the Ravens did to the Forty ers if they, those two teams matched up in the Super Bowl. At last check, before Week Eighteen, five thirty eight gave the Browns a three percent chance of winning the Super Bowl. Yep. I'm guessing it's probably inched up incrementally to like four or five at this point. I I don't think that's unreasonable, quite frankly. No. I I, yeah, what I you... said. That the, in my eyes, the Browns are either third or fourth favorite on the board at this point. It depends on how you feel about Dallas and Buffalo. I mean, it, I'd probably put Buffalo ahead of the Browns at this point, but not Dallas. Listen, uh, the Browns are the only team to have beaten the top seeds in both conferences. Right. That's a huge accomplishment. Not to mention that they beat a more, whole bunch of other good teams as well. More than likely, they're going to have to do it again to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, because realistically speaking, unless there's an upset on Super Bowl card weekend, 
they'll have to go to Baltimore. Yep. Then they're looking at either having to go probably to either Kansas City or Buffalo. Yep. That's not going to be easy. And then, yeah, you're probably looking at San Francisco unless there's an upset on the NFC side. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty much mission impossible. The Browns the are going to have the Browns' defense is and the way Flacco is throwing the ball. You have to give them at least a puncher's chance. And there is only one other guy, other than Tom Brady, to lead the league in history in road playoff wins. That guy's name is Joe Flacco. Yep. That guy, you talk about ice in the veins, and a guy that plays much better in the playoffs than he does in the regular season most years. There were a few years where Joe Flacco was an MVP caliber quarterback, but he always seems to turn it on in the playoffs. I know he's almost 39. I get it. But, man, I am not betting against that guy. He has proven it time and time and time again. And we're going to know Saturday. If he's usual playoff Joe Flacco, I really think the Browns have a great opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe it. We have how many guys on the IR? So many. It's unbelievable. And again, this is all predicated on the defense also playing how they've played all year. But man, it's almost like a hot goalie in the playoffs. If the Browns get if the Browns continue to get hot Joe Flacco in the playoffs, they're just gonna ride him to the Super Bowl. And I don't think there's a damn thing Baltimore can do about it. I don't think there's a damn thing Kansas City, certainly not Buffalo, can do about it. And then we'll see what happens. I mean, the Browns are in the Super Bowl. Holy crap. I mean, you might have to get the post-game show on that game about two weeks late because I will not be in any form to do a post-game show. <clears throat> you think I don't have a voice now? <sighs> we wouldn't do it right on location as, no. as the no clock is triple zeros? That'll be the least of my... That'll be the last thing on my mind is to do a freaking <laughs> post-game show after winning the Super Bowl. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway, that's uh, that that's well. Let's not oh. let's not get off too easily here. Oh, okay. Who's your pick to win Super Bowl Fifty Eight? Oh God, I'll start if you want me to. Well, let's pick our let's pick the matchup and the winner. So normally I don't like deviating from my preseason picks. I don't even um, remember what mine was. Mine was Miami versus Philadelphia, which looked very possible through sure. like the first two and a half months of the season. Sure. And then both teams kind of hit the skids down the stretch and are now having to play wild card games. Yep. So I think about six weeks ago, uh was it or five weeks ago, Philly was ten and two and Miami was nine and three. I think both were yeah. both were at the top of the their respective conferences. I mean, really, the only teams that played, the only team singular that I can think of that played worse down the stretch that was actually doing well is Jacksonville, who was oh. eight and three and didn't even make it into the what tournament. a choke job! Yikes! Uh, like Philly, they went one and five down the stretch. Bleh. Brutal finish for the Jaguars. But anyway, yeah, Miami. I think their odds of winning in the first round are zero. For Philly, it's not zero. That's probably more of a coin flip. But 
I just don't see that happening at this point. So, yeah, who do I think will get there? I think it's going to be San Francisco, surely, on the NFC side. The AFC is much tougher to call. But I actually see a scenario where the Browns do win in Baltimore. Yeah. I don't see them beating Buffalo, too. I'm going I'm going with the Bills on the NF, on the AFC side. And ultimately, I don't I, think there's a chance in hell if the Browns get to the AFC Championship game. I don't care where, I don't care who, I don't think they're losing. Hmm. I don't know. I think Lamar Jackson is kind of and the Ravens are more suspect in postseason play. Boy, you are holding on to that. You are I just you it, are it's not even so much an injury a prayer thing. At this point. It's not even so much of an injury thing at this point. I think I that, was waiting for you to come on here and actually give them credit. I think no, the Browns you're Kansas sticking City, to it. Or Buffalo. I think any one of those teams could beat Baltimore. I really do. Yeah. I mean they just don't have a history of performing in the postseason in the Lamar Jackson era. They just don't. So I mean, are they? I don't know if they're as suspect as Dallas is, but like, same kind of deal with them. So, yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. I'm going with San Fran, and I think that the 49ers host the Lombardi. By the way, shout out to my brother Mike. I'm picking the Denver Broncos to go to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> you remember that? You remember put that? that? Put that in the greatest hits. Oh man! <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Oh. Literally deactivated Russell Wilson with two weeks left just to save money on the salary cap. Yeah. How shameful is that? Yeah. You know, it's funny, too, is like two weeks before that, they were like one of the hottest teams in the AFC, and I was get, we were getting texts from Mike saying, You're only about, a game behind about, Kansas City. How about the Broncos? Russ Wilson starting to play, and then just literally they, you just pulled the, pulled the rug right out from under him. But, you know so. that those old Louis Tunes cartoons where you just bring in the hook? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they're gone. I say that to cushion the landing for my pick because given the history of this team in the last two and a half, now three decades, the Browns are going to play in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So we were thinking pretty close then. Wow. I did not pick my winner yet. Okay. We did it in October. Can we do it again in February? I, 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 uh, I can't pick the Browns to go to the Super Bowl and pick them to lose. The Browns are going to win the Super Bowl! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sounds sounds as ridiculous out of my mouth <laughs> five seconds after as it did five seconds before I said it. But I'm telling you, out. For me, outside of San Francisco, I'm with you. Even though I should be the way that they played, I'm still not a believer in Baltimore. I don't know why. It maybe it's my hatred for them. Bias very it's well could be not, in both our cases. And it's just, it's just, it's it, San Francisco is the only juggernaut team in my opinion. And if the Browns get to the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, they're not losing. Hmm. Am I right to say that? <clears throat> The scenario where they lose against Houston would be better than if they won the first two games and then got beat by Buffalo. Like you'd rather them just be out in the first. Oh, hundred percent. Okay. Well, we'll find out about eight p.m. on Saturday if that is the case. 
Hopefully not. I'd like to see if this prediction can have some legs. I'd oh, my gosh. I'm, like, anxious after making that pick. I can't believe I just did that. We've never once been in a situation where we've done this show to where it was an actual realistic possibility. Now, a lot of people nationally probably still don't think it's a, it's a realistic possibility, but I'm telling you, the way the Browns are playing, and Kansas City is vulnerable. You might not think so right now, but Buffalo is vulnerable. The Steelers stink. The Dolphins stink. Uh, both of us think that the Ravens are vulnerable. That's the AFC. That's more based, admittedly, that's more based on hatred and history than sure. The Baltimore thing, yes, one hundred percent. Ravens are playing amazing right now, one hundred percent. We're just waiting for the others. Totally to agree. Drop. <laughs> but listen, if 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 Flacco and Lamar match up in the playoffs, that I mean, to me, that means so much. <laughs> you talked about Flacco and how he's won all these road playoff games, and Lamar Jackson, the how many only times he failed in the playoffs, the only quarterback in the AFC, and I throw Patrick Mahomes into this. Because dudes never played a road playoff game in the NFL. That's unbelievable. The only guy that will not be intimidated going into that building in a playoff game is Joe Flacco. He's, he played in that building his whole career. Yep. M&T Bank Stadium, you mean. And Baltimore, with Lamar Jackson, has won a grand total of one playoff game in his entire career. One. So don't tell me that Baltimore is some like unconquerable being in the AFC. His MVP season, they were the top seed and they lost badly in the divisional round to a frankly mediocre Tennessee team. Yep. 100%. I mean, mediocre except for Derrick Henry, who ran for like 2,000 yards that year. Yeah. That was peak Derrick Henry. But yeah, everything else is mediocre. So. so. It all is right. it is all there, and if San Francisco slips up in the NFC, it is wide ass open. If San Francisco loses at any point, it almost ensures that the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, almost totally. I mean, I mean, I, the Rams are going to be a tough out. I'm telling you. Could the Rams or the Lions possibly do it? Yeah, I they could, but. I don't have quite as much faith in them as I would in like Kansas City or Buffalo or Cleveland. So. Oh, excuse me. I, I've just been handed the script here. Hold on. Let me see. Let me the see script? Um, mm. Super Bowl. Was it Super Bowl 50? Was it 58? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. How would you How would you feel about a Lions-Browns Super Bowl? That's about the best matchup I could ever think of. Could you imagine those two fan bases? Two teams... Teams have won NFL championships before. The prices predated the Super Bowl. The but prices won a Super Bowl. for flights, hotels, and tickets to that Super Bowl in Vegas will be highest it's ever been. Fact. Correct myself. Neither team has <laughs> played in the Super Bowl. Agreed. Yeah. So we shall see. But uh, yeah. So you you officially picked who you you picked San Francisco and San Buffalo. Fran. Yeah, and, and San Fran to win, mm. and I went uber, uh, uber delirious, uh, ridiculousness, homerism. Browns 49ers and Browns winning the so Super Bowl. Wait, so wait for it later this week. I have uh, all of the mini helmets of all the teams. 
Nice. I'm going to have my two-year-old, newly two-year-old daughter, Scarlett. Oh, nice. Pick, pick, the, pick the games. Each game and see if she does better. Well, what color does she like better, orange have. or blue? Oh, boy. Because um, that's the one that matters right now. I don't know that she really has favorite colors yet. I mean, this is actually going to be an interesting exercise to see if she does. Yeah. Because uh, if she's picking like all teams like Detroit and Houston, like you know, then obviously she takes like, the that. Rams. But like... Yeah, Rams. Yeah, well, okay, so you got two teams with blue up against each other, so got to pick one of those. But, uh, yeah, so we'll see if her picks are any better than ours are. That'll be interesting. Look for that uh, on social media later in the week. So Browns play at 430 on Saturday. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, the lid lifter on the NFL playoffs in 2024, the 2023 season. And we will see what happens. Browns, Texans, Saturday at 4.30. Go Browns. Lid lifter. Will it be raise the roof or take out the trash? We'll see. We'll see. So, um, anyway, uh, you can find us on social media. At Stiffs McGee. And at Daniel J. Ford. You can follow the show at the LOTL podcast. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to figure out when we're going to do the postgame show. Because I will not be available right after the game on Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm pretty much tied up to maybe late Saturday. Or late Sunday, I mean, if that's possible for you. So um, it might be a scenario where we – well, there's the Monday night game. Monday too, night? So I don't know, maybe. Yeah. But we'll talk about it. And uh, hopefully we'll be celebrating a Browns win. So yeah. for Steven, I'm Dan. Champs hanging out. And uh, we'll catch you guys uh, on the next one. Go Browns, baby. Yeah. Bye.